Ladies and gentlemen, just a word of warning. If any of you are not convinced that you have a tingler of your own, the next time you're frightened in the dark, don't scream. Greetings, ladies and ghouls. And welcome to Pod of Horror, where every day is Halloween. We have such sights to show you. Here is your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the first edition of the Pod of Horror on YouTube. We have made the move. You're going to hear a little bit of the mic move here because I need to adjust it. I'm sorry about that. Um, if I'm a little shooketh, I just got some weird news from a friend, and uh, I'm sending out all my love and um, uh, hugs and all that to my friend. Uh, just... Not good news. So uh, for them, I, I am uh, I am with you. So, but we're here live on YouTube. I'm very excited about that. It is going to be a great, great show. We're going to be talking about Fear Street Part Two, 1978 tonight. I am very excited to talk about that movie because it was one of the most anticipated things I wanted to see this uh, this year once the trailers were out. And the first movie I absolutely adored. So we'll be talking about the, uh, the second one. I've been keeping mum um, about that, uh, my feelings about the movie, um, until we got this straightened out and set up. And we were supposed to go live on Friday, but I double booked, scheduling conflicts, all that good stuff. So I moved it to Monday. We had a storm and it looked like our uh, internet was being funky all day. So I'm hoping um, that we're good for tonight. So, um, but we're here and we are live and I'm very excited to be here on YouTube. Um, why are we not on Twitch is a good question to answer. And let's talk about that before we go into the movie. Um, so sit back and relax because this is going to be a story. Um, <clears throat> this is where things get a little personal. I've always wanted to work on Twitch. I always wanted to do Twitch. Um, I was with Justin.TV doing my show, The Fix, before it was known as Twitch. It was Justin.TV was kind of like the Truman show um, for a lot of it uh, on uh, on that on that uh, on that website a lot of like in real life IRL streams um, and then you would get yourself um, you know uh, pirators that would you know stream wrestling pay-per-views UFC fights sports what have you um, so when I was on there for a while and then Twitch came out, I was like, oh man, Twitch is so cool. I, I, I want a game. I want to I want to get a streaming computer. I want to I want to stream because it seems like fun. And I know I could put in the hard work to make it look good, sound good and have fun. And then, you know, eventually I did do it. 
um, a few different times, actually. I was part of something called uh, New Age Insiders Pop. Um, it started with uh, pro wrestling when I was with a podcast called uh, Rant With Ant. And then they decided they wanted to do a pop culture networks, uh, you know, podcast. And then they wanted to start a, a Twitch channel. And I ran the Twitch channel for the most part. I did. Uh, I streamed every day. I got them to affiliate. And then, you know, I was running doing my own channel too at the same time. And uh, uh, I took a break, came back, you know, and did uh, the, the Twitch thing again with my own brand when I was in Chicago. And... Uh, and got that going too. So um, a lot of good things um, that came out of it. I met some cool people. I got to stream with some cool people and and uh, some of my you know dearest friends and everything. But there was a point in time where I was very very uh, much not having fun doing it after a while. And it's because for me I can't keep up with how other streamers are. I'm me. I'm chill. I don't I don't go hard. I don't go crazy. I don't scream. I don't I don't do voices. I don't do you know, I don't I don't do any of that. I'm me. And um, I think one of the most important things to do and be when you're a content creator is be yourself and be relatable. And I feel like I'm very relatable, but I wasn't getting that attention um, that that you would get when someone is relatable to you. And the, when I would stream with other people, there's other people that I stream with that are far more entertaining than I am. So people would gravitate towards them. And I just felt like I was left in the dark. Um, that's why I decided to leave uh, Twitch until I had a conversation with a few people. And... Um, you know, do my own, th you know, and do my own thing, but differently. Um, don't leave, do your own thing, change it up a bit, see if you can, you know, get something going. So I did. And that's when I came up with doing uh, the pot of heart. And it was a very exciting launch, um, leading up to everything. And for like seven or eight shows that I did on on Twitch, they were fun. But no one was watching. Now, some of you might say that I should keep at it and don't give up on it. People will come. It takes a long time, you know, and I get that. But when you would have five to ten, sometimes 15 people watching your stream when you were gaming and playing Sea of Thieves, shout out to Sea of Thieves, um, and you were doing more gaming content and then you cut that off and then you go into a niche product like this. And you lose all those viewers, <laughs> except for a couple of people who stood, you know, who stood by and watched um, when they could. Um, it's disheartening to me. And um, for the stuff that I want to do with this brand, not just this live show, but the, the video content that I'm going to put out, I'm going to be upgrading the camera and everything. So everything's going to look different. Um, with the film stuff that I want to do with this channel uh, for horror and all the other cool things I have in store. Um, Twitch isn't the place for that play for, for me to do that. So um, 
I decided to make the jump. And it just made sense to be here on YouTube and give this another try and give this another shot. Um, I always wanted to do a, like, you know, a steady YouTube channel. Um, I just never had the right content. You know, I've tried uh, just doing commentary stuff like, you know, talk about things that I like and just make short videos on that. Um, I tried doing the motivational stuff because I feel like I, I, you know, have a lot for people to learn from. I also tried doing gaming on YouTube at one point a while ago. But this is the stuff that I'm passionate about. I love horror movies. And that uh, question that we were going to talk about tonight is, you know, why do people watch horror movies? Why do I watch horror movies? Why do I love the genre? When it all is, is people getting killed and it's scary and all that. And it's a, it's a genuinely good question. I saw it on Twitter. And we'll get into that um, there at the end of the show. Um, that's what I want to end with. But I love this stuff. And it's the reason why I got into filmmaking. I saw Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Awesome picture behind me. Um, and it changed my life. You know, at, at an early age. And the wanting to make horror movies. And I've made one or two in my day. And I want to get back to that. And this cooperation is to get me to that point. And I love reviewing movies. You know, I had a stint reviewing movies with a really good dude named Cody Repass at the, you know, Pod of Film. And uh, I hope to rediscover that passion with him again with regular movies. I think it'd be pretty fun to do something like that with him again, um, but on a bigger level. And I'm really excited that I have this show back and that we're still here and we're still doing it. And we're on YouTube now. And... You know, Twitch is cool. Twitch is a, a place where people go to watch people play games and, and and find a good community that, you know, lets them be them. And that's amazing. I'm not going to find what I'm looking for there. And I feel that people who watch things like this will come to YouTube more than Twitch. Um, that doesn't mean I'll not, you know, never, uh, you know, stop by on Twitch and say hi to people that I like watching on there. I'm not disowning Twitch altogether, but I am disowning Twitch in content creation because that's not where I will be successful. I feel like I'll be more successful here. Um, that doesn't rule out special appearances here and there. I do have something down the pipeline that I want to talk to you guys about eventually down the road um, in August. Uh, and we'll talk about that at a different time. But um yeah, so that's why we're here on YouTube, and I'm very excited about that, and I hope you are too, and more to come. Um, programming alert, though, by the way, um, this, usually I'm Monday and Wednesday live, or Monday and Friday live with uh, the Pot of Horror live show. This week, it's Thursday. I have um, some stuff to do on uh, Friday night. I have a party to go to, so... I'll be doing that. So Thursday, we'll be doing The Fog, uh, the original Fog movie with my good friend, um, very good friend, um, Mike Yatsko, um, will be our second guest here on The Pot of Fire, which will be good because I feel like I work a lot better with, it, with a with a co-host, so it'll be nice to have someone to talk with 
um, instead of doing this solo. I do love doing it solo, though, and I'm, I'm starting to get the, the hang of things. I don't like doing dead air. That's why you got music playing in the background now. So we can keep things moving because I do like to take the time to pause and think about what I want to say. Um, and this is a live show, so I got to keep it going. Before we get to the movie, I do want to show you a few things here. I got... <laughs> so Macari is like one of my favorite websites to shop on. And um, I found some really unique releases. Um, there's like a glare. Uh, Last House on Massacre Street. I saw the trailer to this movie and I was like, I have to get this. And I saw it on there. And the dude was given, it was like a twofer. It was this movie and this slasher called Singo Namayo. And I love the mask. And the trailer looks a lot of fun. It's like, uh, it came out in 2013. Um, while this movie came out, I believe, let's see. Um, it actually doesn't have a, a year, which is pretty weird. I believe it came out in the 70s though, so. Really good pickups to add to the collection. Um, a lot of this stuff behind us are gonna is gonna change. Like we have a whole new setup back here, and I'm gonna add more to it. So I'm gonna do a different camera placement. A lot of things are gonna change, um, but I'm really excited about the future of the show. So let's get into what we were here. We're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Fear Street. We're talk about we're here to talk about Fear Street Part Two in particular. So let's take a look at the trailer for Fear Street Part Two, 1970. Hello. It's not over. You are our last chance. How do we end this? You have to go back to 1978, the first day of camp. Like blood. Do you have a better idea? Maybe. Who are you? Nick Good. Bad things always happen to shady siders. You feel it, don't you? There's something holding us down. Who's seen us? Run. One way or another, you're gonna die tonight. There it is. It's not just a diary, it's a map. Letting you die. My sister's still out there. Go, go, go! We can end this. You, you swore. It's becoming a habit. That looks fun, right? That trailer made the movie a lot to be a lot better than it was. And that's what we'll start off with because I didn't like this more than the first movie. And I know a lot of people do like this movie a lot more than the first movie. I think I'm just a sucker for 90s slasher films. Don't get me wrong. I love my camp. Like I said on the last episode that I love camp horror movies, camp slasher movies. But I found myself and I don't know if it was because I was tired that day because I did get up at like five o'clock that day to work on stuff. Um, but I felt like the first half of that movie was so slow to get to where it needed to be. And 
I felt like the character that ends up being the killer, Tommy Slater, was very predictable of how that was going to go after he hits his head. It kind of felt like he was going through some metamorphosis. But I think the movie made up for it at the end. The last half of it was really fun, and it felt like a really good slasher, camp slasher movie. Um, I do have a few complaints, though. Like I said, the first half was very slow. Um, I don't think the acting at all was... Um, at all bad. I think everyone in the movie was awesome. I think, uh, you know, Sadie Sink was great. Emily Rudd was great. Um, let's see, uh, who else was good? I'm trying to find her because she's not like on the top billing here, which is weird. Um, where are we here? But the girl who played, um... What's her face? I can't find her on here. She should be like like the one of the top people here, but she's not showing up on the list, which is strange. Where are you? Um The girl played uh Alice, Ryan Simpkins, I thought was fun too. Um I thought the way that the killer became the killer when he finally became the mass killer was really cool. I think that was a nice touch, but Back to the issues I had. The, like I said, the acting was great. I just felt like the, the pacing in the beginning was a little too slow for me. And it could have been me being um, tired that night. It really could have. But um, I just felt like the beginning of 1994 was just so much more entertaining. Um, and I think 1994 drew me in more because I like the music from that time a lot more than the 70s music and the 70s music rocks, by the way. But like I relate to the 90s a lot more than I do the 70s, um, though the best slasher movies came from the 70s and 80s, obviously. But I love the 90s as well. The CGI blood in this movie was stupid. I don't understand the usage of that unless... You're in some kind of crazy Game of Thrones situation when there's like thousands of fire-breathing dragons ripping people apart. Then I get it. But for a slasher movie, like the first kill. I mean, you could have done that practical with the face splitting open um, when they're in the, the cave when he finally snaps. And I think that was just that took me out of it. And though... At the end, all the kills, you know, were better and looked better. But th that was just like the certain parts where it just looked crappy. And then like the, the cutaways, like I I get it. They show less is more. The whole less is more thing. And I'm a big proprietor of that. But like at the same time, it's it's a slasher movie. Show us. I mean, you showed us that gnarly kill at the end of 94. Um but you couldn't show us a lot more than you did there. But they did, like I said, they made up for it at the end. Um, I love how the movies are connected. And I love how we have certain characters that, you know, we, we got to see them as, you know, as as them young, like the, the, the sheriff. Um, sheriff Good, uh, Nick Good, who's played by Ted Sutherland. Um, that was cool and seeing 
Ziggy, um, as a youngster, we all knew it was Gillian Jacobs who was telling that story was Ziggy, but they, they kind of they kind of hid that until the end. But I think we all figured it out by the end, like it, that was her. Um, so it was cool, like all these characters are connected and all these stories are connected with the the big thing that we're going to see a lot more in the in the in the third and final part, uh, uh, part three, uh, 1666. And I think that's the one I'm more looking forward to anyway, and that's because I love witchy, like black black magic witchy type stuff. Um, I think it's going to be fun, and it's set in a really cool time period. And I love that you know a lot of these actors are coming back, like you know the guy who played the the killer and Tommy Slater, McCabe Sly. I, it's going to be cool seeing him in that different role. Um, and it'll be fun to see more of you know how the story and like you know how. Um, the witch plays into all this, Sarah Fear. And I'm really, you know, it's going to be fun to see, you know, what that's all about and finally get the, the full circle of the story. I love how this movie did end, though. Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, close, you know, close your eyes, close your ears. I'll give you like two minutes here before I, I, I spout this off or two seconds or whatever, uh, because it's a, it's a pretty fun um, ending. Um, we think both sisters are dead, but Ziggy obviously survives. Um, but like they're sitting there staring at each other and like, I think they're kind of like trying to talk to each other and reach out to each other. And these killers are going off on them. Like, uh, the, the, the sister who dies, the older sister, um, she just is getting her like torso, like teared apart by the ax. And it was just insane. Just See, they made like I like I said in the beginning, it was slow, and then we had some CGI blood and kills, and it was weird. But then, like they totally made up for it at the end. So it was like two different movies for me, and I don't I don't understand how that happened. But I'm glad it worked because I didn't want to hate the movie. Like I sat there like with my fist in my on my face, just like what is happening here? Why is this movie not getting me? Why why is this something? that should i should like i'm not liking but like i said in the end it it it, it was something that uh i i did enjoy not as much as the first one but we're we're being spoiled as horror fans like with all these movies coming out and especially with this series and how gory it got so far and how entertaining and 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 basically just a a, a total gift a Christmas present, if you will, to us horror fans. And I think, um, you know, as much as Netflix, a lot of the stuff they put out is hit or miss. They definitely got themselves a hit with these. And I hope they continue to make more. I hope there's a lot more stories you could tell in the Fear Street saga. Um, you got a lot of material to go off of that you can adapt and come up with some original stories. I think that'd be really cool. Do another one that I can't. And make it a little bit better than this, please, because it would be a lot really cool to see a really complete camp slasher movie in the free uh, the Fear Street um, saga. Um, you know, a lot of people love this movie, and they prefer this one to the to the first one. And I'm the complete opposite, which I kind of figured was going to happen anyway, deep down. Um,
I just wish that first half wasn't as slow. I mean, I know you have to do character building and, you know, you did that a little bit. It just, it didn't, the, it just didn't pull me in until the ending. And it was, that's a shame. I shouldn't have to wait to the end to like something. You know what I'm saying? You should, you should captivate me from the beginning. I do love the lore. I love like the witch lore and everything, but I think to get to where we were at the end, it should have, it should have been a little bit quicker. Like I said, I, I'm all for less is more. I'm all for slow burns and 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 working the character arcs to get to where we want to be. But for me, I felt like this was too slow. So for me, I'm going to rate this movie. I'm going to rate the three, three and a half skulls out of five. Um, that is not a bad score. That's almost four out of five. Um, like I said, I like the CGI blood stuff took me out a little bit. Again, the beginning was slow, but by far, the acting was great. The storytelling at the end was great. They made up for it everything. The kills at the end were great. We finally got a really good complete slasher, uh, camp slasher there at the second half of the movie. And, um, you know, the, the soundtrack was cool. Um, that's all I can really say about it. Like, go watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Um, the third one comes out this week. The final one, I love that we got a trilogy in the summer. A really good one so far and and we're into the final part and I hope it kills because I really want to like this third one I want to keep my expectations low and maybe that's the reason why I didn't really like the second one as much because maybe my expectations were high if I remember at the end of the review for the first movie I was like oh, I can't wait because it's a camp slasher and I love those maybe that's why so I'm going to keep my expectations low because I do like the genre we're getting into now and um, it's going to be fun. And I think it's going to be a really good combination of everything that's been going on with these movies. And I hope to God that they make more. Because um, I think Netflix has got something very special with this. Um, it's a, it's adult goosebumps, basically. So I'm really excited uh, to see what the future holds for this franchise. Um, but what did you think? Um, if you're watching this back on YouTube, you know, let us know in the comment section. Um, did you like it? Did you hate it? Um, what are your thoughts, favorite moments, least favorite moments? Um, and if you want to see more of this, obviously hit that like button. I'm, I'm happy that I can say that again. But we're going to move on here to um, a question that was posed on Twitter. Now, I can't find the original questions. I don't know if the guy deleted the... Deleted the... Um, the tweet but basically the tweet was why do we watch horror movies what's the point of watching horror movies um, to him it's like it's a sad you know people are watching people die basically and and why does that why do we we don't walk out of those movies in theory happy but I beg to differ. And it was a good question. He didn't, he wasn't um, vicious towards horror fans. He wasn't like, oh, that shit sucks. Why do you watch that garbage? It was just a very fair question that surprisingly, for the most part, from what I saw that day and the next day and until I lost the tweet or I got deleted, um, that the community was very gracious and answered his question really well. And I think it comes down to 
catharsis. Um, being able to eliminate everything around you. Watching a good slasher, watching good paranormal horror movies, thriller, whatever. And coming out knowing that, you know, what we just watched was fun. You know, we're not here like saying, oh my God, killing is good. It's just fun to watch these. It's fun to be scared. It's it's fun to feel the adrenaline pumping through your veins because it makes you forget all the real shit that's going on around us. You know, I'm not a Disney fan, but there's a lot of people that love Disney. They watch Disney movies knowing that, yeah, you know, a talking toy isn't real. A talking snowman isn't real. But it gets their mind off of what's going on around the world. And real life is scarier than Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or the Cenobites or, you know, the killer, the killer Santa going around yelling it's garbage day. It's fun. It's entertaining. And when you got a good horror movie, like a good classic, let's, you know, take it like Halloween. You're watching art. You know, and in Halloween, you're not watching something gory. You're watching something suspenseful. It's it's good storytelling, good filmmaking. And if you look at it like that way, it makes sense. Now I get it. Now, not the normal Joe might not want to watch this. Uh, someone getting killed. But in a way, it's like when you watch a horror film, it's like you're facing your fears, you know, People are afraid of the dark. You watch a, you know, a horror movie in the dark with your friends or your loved one or you know your significant other, wife, husband, you know whatever. And for a moment you're facing your fears, you know, like arachnophobia is a it's a it's a spider movie. I know a lot of people who watch that movie that are not afraid of spiders anymore because they face their fears by watching these out, you know outrageous spider the, the outrageous spider movie that like is not real life, but they could come out of it stronger. And like I said, like, you know, watching Jason do his thing, I, I know that, yeah, people do kill in real life, but there's real life monsters out there, you know, and the world becomes less, I don't know, maybe you get numb to it because you're used to it. So you want to escape that. So you go watch a good horror movie. It's like, Anything else that you're entertained by, video games, sports, wrestling, books, Disney, you know, drawing, you know, reading, writing, anything like that to take you, take yourself out of what's going on in your life. That's what horror is to me. And I, and I, and like I said, horror has been in my life since I was six years old when I snuck into my parents' room and, and, and grabbed a copy of Halloween. The cover automatically, you know, got me hooked. It was the pumpkin with the knife. Put it in my VCR in my playroom and watched it. Scared to death. Had nightmares for weeks. Wanted to become a filmmaker after that. Wanted to make something like that. Wanted to make my own monster movie. Yeah, it's it's crazy that a six-year-old watched a horror movie where someone's going around killing people with a mask. You know, that was my first, <laughs> my first introduction into... You know, breasts, naked women, you know. But did I go around killing people? Did I come out feeling sad at the end? No, I came out feeling scared. And it was fun to tell, you know, my friends that, oh, I snuck a movie into my room and watched it. You know, and it's a fun story to tell. And 
in the end, yeah, it's 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 shocking type of cinema. But there's far more worse things in the world to be afraid of. And for an hour and a half, two hours, you forget all that. And you, you watch the monster on screen getting conquered by a final girl nonetheless. It's People say horror movies exploit women, but in the end, the woman stands tall. And that's amazing. No other movies do that. So there's a lot to love about horror films. Yes, they get repetitive. Yes, most aren't good, but they're fun to watch. And if you don't get that, I don't know what to tell you. Because you might like Disney, and I don't like Disney at all. I'm not, I used to when I was a kid, you know, and Toy Story's cool, I guess. But other than that, I don't really sit down and force myself to watch Disney movies. I don't like, doesn't mean I don't like cartoons. I love cartoons. It's just not my thing, but I get why people love it. And I also get that it's an escape for people. You know, I, I'm a wrestling fan too. I get that a lot. You know, people are like, why do you watch wrestling? It's fake, blah, blah, blah. Well, so is Game of Thrones and Halloween and, and all that stuff. But it's an escape. So I was like, catharsis is an escape. That are the two reasons why I love watching horror movies. And obviously, it's just because it's fun to be scared, I think. I love feeling like something goes over over the top to try to scare me. And most of the time, it doesn't. But then we got movies like Hereditary and Halloween that ultimately creep me the fuck out. So that's your answer. For me, and I feel like a lot of people who are horror fans would feel the same. I know that there's other people out there I've read that horror movies, you know, tell stories and and have themes that deal with, you know, politics and what's going on in the world. Um, and that's true, too, you know, and, you know, you're start, starting to see a lot of, you know, um, people being represented in horror movies in a better light. Like, you know, the LGBTQ community. Like, you know, people of color. Like women who are starting to be spotlighted as directors and 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 writers of these amazing stories. And horror is literally for everyone. And it's a genre that welcomes people with open arms. Like the horror community on, on Twitter is amazing. It's the best community I've ever been a part of. Like I haven't actually <laughs> found the negative part of that yet. When you're a wrestling fan, the you, you automatically see the negative side of being a wrestling fan on Twitter. You automatically see the worst in people on Star Wars Twitter. Sports Twitter. But horror, I don't see that. And that is amazing to me. And I know I will run across it sooner or later. There's uh, there's, there's probably people out there already being assholes, but I don't see it. And, and, and it's really nice. And I feel welcome and feel like I'm not alone when I'm in the horror community, unlike other communities. So that's why I love horror. That's why I'll always say horror forever after each and every show. And uh, I 
tell people all the time who aren't horror fans to give it a try. Ask for a recommendation. I could tell you so many. I could tell you modern day horror movies that are great. Movies from back in the day. You know, the classics, the more obscure. I could tell you all of it. We welcome you with open arms, always. And uh, hopefully we'll see all of you soon. You know, those who are on the vents. But that is it for me for tonight. I thank you so much for you being here and watching this either live or on uh, on the man on YouTube or, or listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify or uh, Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast. I thank you. And um, one more thing before I go. Again, this Thursday will be our our second show of the week where we do two, usually Fridays and Mondays, but this week, Thursdays, because I got a party to go to on um, on uh, on Friday. Um, we're doing The Fog on Thursday with Mike Osco. We're going to be good times. But if you want to show your support for the show, um, since we left Twitch, we don't get the, the, the fun subscribers or bits anymore. Um, on YouTube, it's it's a bigger hill to climb. But as you can see down below, there's something called the League of Specters, and it's a fan club. It's basically Patreon. It's a, it's a Patreon website. We're gonna be adding some awesome awesome stuff to the Patreon soon. Some you know special pieces of audio, some cool stories, you know bonus reviews, things that uh, videos before they get posted on here. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but you also get a membership card, you get a sticker, you get merch. Um, I believe it's 20% off merch uh, code to our merch store. Um, you get uh, access to our special um, League of Spectres um, part of our Discord server. And much, much more coming soon. And there's only one tier, and um, that's it. You get to be part of the special group that we have here called the League of Spectres. And if you want to show your support to us, that's the way to do it. And um, hopefully you do. And it's not required. And if you don't, just listening to us is good enough for us. So I appreciate it. We got a lot in store coming very soon. And um, yeah, that is about uh, that's about it for us tonight. Um, I'm Glenn Rodriguez. Thank you so much. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you like what you see. And always remember... Hard forever. See ya.